Good morning, brothers and sisters. Today is a good day. Today is resurrection day. Jesus Christ has risen from the grave. I'm going to read from the book of Luke, chapter 24. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground. And the men said, the men said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Our Savior is alive. Hope is alive. Friends, I want to encourage you to worship today. Rise up. Shouts of victory today, maybe the first time in a long time where you're singing a song of victory. But because Jesus is alive, we are alive. Because Jesus lives, we live. The resurrection of Jesus changes everything. So we worship Him with all that we are and we celebrate. the God of creation. God of creation took our place. Because you live Because you 
so thankful for the freedom that you give, the life that you offer. We bless your name today. We give you all the praise, all the glory. In every circumstance, in every season, we can say we have hope, hope in you, Lord. Lift up our hearts to you now. This is all for you, Jesus. Seated above, enthroned in the Father's love. Destined to die, poured out for all. God's only Son, perfect and spotless One. He never sinned, but suffered as if He
trust in your holy name, the name that saves, that heals, that redeems, that gives hope and life and freedom. We trust in your name. We call on your name. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. And we will overcome by the blood.
who conquered the grave is David's red and the lamb who died to ransom the slave is he worthy is he worthy of our blessing and honor and glory is he worthy of Singing honor and glory. 
confess Greetings. Welcome to New Life Church. Thank you so much for joining us on this Easter morning. Happy Easter, everyone. He is risen. Wherever you are with your phones or laptops or TVs, you can shout back, He is risen indeed. <laughs> Listen, for some of you, maybe you haven't been around church in a little while, or maybe you haven't been around a church quite like this, and you're not sure what just happened. What was all of that singing about? Listen, no doubt it's world-class singers and musicians, but this is more than just something entertaining or something distracting to take our mind off of the troubles. No, Christians sing because Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. We know that death has been defeated. We know that our sins have been forgiven. We know that we are free, and so we sing. This morning, you're going to hear a message of hope from our senior pastor, Pastor Brady Boyd, explaining to you, sharing with you why the resurrection really is good news. Why, like we sang earlier, the resurrection changes everything. There's a hymn writer from the 1800s, a well-loved American hymn. The hymn writer sang, I sing because I'm happy. Now, she didn't mean I'm happy like everything is just working out the way I want it to. She meant I'm happy because I'm deeply happy. I know Jesus and am known by Jesus. She goes on to say, I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. Friends, maybe some of you are watching this, and you're listening to this, but you're wondering deep down inside if anyone sees you, if anyone knows what you're going through, if anyone knows the weight of worry that you carry, wondering about how you're going to feed your family, thinking about the job that you've lost or might lose, worried about a business, worried about your health. Friends, I'm here to tell you on this Easter morning that the same God who raised Jesus from the dead is watching over you, is with you right where you are. See, Christians know that one day God will raise us up from the dead. One day there will be the renewal and restoration of all things. But even now, as we wait, God watches over us. I wonder if you would just take a moment right where you are and do a simple thing. Open up your hands like this. It's a way of praying with our posture. And right where you are, just say these words, Jesus, watch over me. Jesus, watch over me. Maybe it's the first time you've prayed in a long time. This is a moment where you can become aware of a God who loves you deeply, who knows you by name, who watches over you. And friend, Christians do much more than sing. Because of the resurrection, Christians are committed to living like a signpost that 
points to our future hope. We know that one day death will be swallowed up in victory. We know that one day every tear will be wiped away. And so the church has been committed for 2,000 years to live now like it will be then, to point the way towards comfort and hope and peace. This is why for centuries, followers of Jesus have cared for the sick and the dying, built hospitals, fed the hungry, provided for the poor. Through plagues and pestilences, through persecution and opposition, the church has done what Jesus did, given themselves out for the sake of others. Maybe you're wondering, well, if Jesus is alive, where is he? No doubt he's seated at the right hand of the Father, but one of the ways we become aware, one of the ways we recognize the presence of Jesus is through the church in the world, the way that the church serves and gives itself away. Here at New Life Church, we're committed to being in the city for the sake of the city. That's why over the past several weeks, thanks to your generosity, we've been able to provide over 4,000 masks, boxes of gloves, medical grade suits, and much more to several hospitals, primary care physicians, and six elderly care facilities. In fact, we've been able to deliver weekly to these elderly care facilities, fresh produce, puzzles, games, candy, crafts, 400 handwritten cards of encouragement. We've been able to make weekly grocery and supply delivery to Mercy's Gate and Springs Rescue Mission who ministers to the poor and needy in our city. Listen, churches all throughout our community are doing the very same thing because this is what Christians do. This morning as you consider giving, I wanna invite you to give as an act of worship, give as an act of hope, give as an act of generosity. There are three ways to give here at New Life Church. You can give online. You can even set up a recurring gift. You can give with your smartphone by texting, or you can give the old-fashioned way by putting a check in the mail and mailing it to the address. But let's do this as a response to the good news, the good news of hope that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. Let's continue in our worship together this morning. for the word of God. Our pastor, Pastor Brady Boyd, is going to come open the scriptures and speak to us. So grab your notebooks, grab your Bibles, 
Happy Easter, everyone. God bless. In a world of darkness, in the middle of our despair, surrounded by uncertainty and suffering, this is the good news. There is a Savior. Happy Easter, everyone. We're so glad you've joined us on this Sunday morning to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. This is a beautiful time for us to gather together in our homes, and our apartments. I know you're watching from all over the world. And we're so grateful that you've chosen to spend your Easter Sunday morning right here with us. And we know this is not how we plan to spend our Easter Sunday this year, but this is the reality that we're living in. And so we're so grateful if you're hosting a Facebook watch party right now. Thank you for doing that. And thank you for interacting with one another. I've been watching watching uh, you pray for one another and check on one another. It's been a beautiful thing to watch these last five weeks. Thank you for watching on our YouTube channel uh, and interacting there. And if you've logged on to newlifechurch.org, we're just so grateful that however you've chosen to join us, that we're all together today. And this is a, a Sunday where we need to be together. We need uh, the strength of the church community unlike any other time before. And I know these are unsettling times for you. I know that uh, your world probably feels turned upside down right now. There's a little chaos all around us. And we were just talking before the service that all of us are feeling the anxiety of the moment. We're all feeling the weight of the moment in history in which we're living. And there's not a place for us to decompress. There's not a place for us to just relax. And I hope that these online services have been that place for you where you can take a deep breath, where you can inhale and where you can breathe in a bit, where you can settle your soul in a bit. And we've been learning a lot about ourselves and about the church in these last few weeks. Uh, so I, I, I kind of put some thoughts together this week about what we've learned. And one of the things that we've learned is that church is more than just a building. We have watched with great delight as the church has been released into the community. And while we've not been able to meet in a brick and mortar building, we have seen the church released across our community. We've seen nursing homes be supplied with food and cards. We've seen masks be delivered. We've seen food being given to needy families. And the church, while it has been decentralized in a way in these last few weeks, it has been empowered to go and do the missional work that we've been called to do. So I'm so grateful for the way you're serving one another, the way you're blessing the city, the way you're checking on your neighbors, the way you're taking care of one another right now. So we have learned that church is more than just a building, but church is also not less than the gathering as well. And we really miss one another. I hope that when all this is over and we're able to gather together in a safe way once again, that we will take these gatherings more seriously, that we will not, it will not be, it will not feel like a luxury anymore. It will feel like a necessity. We need to be together. And I want to tell you something. I really miss you. I miss seeing you. I miss singing with you. I miss praying with you. I miss being together. And when this is over, we are going to have a giant celebration together. And I hope the building is full. I hope churches all over the city are at capacity uh, when this is over, because I think we've realized now that human contact, human interaction, human conversation, the human voice, the human uh, experience is needed more than ever. And so I can't wait to be back together. The third thing 
that we've learned during this time is that our hope is really certain. That we have found that our, our feet have actually been planted on the rock that is Christ Jesus. And while the world around us seems like sinking sand, for those of us who have chosen to put our hope in Jesus, the world actually feels really stable right now. We have found that our hope is certain. And the reason it is certain is because of the resurrection story of Jesus. And I want to take you to the very familiar story out of Luke 24. Luke 24 tells the familiar story of a group of women on the third day after Christ had been crucified. They're headed out to a tomb and their expectations were really low. They did not expect to find an empty tomb. In fact, they expected to find a body and they were bringing burial spices. They wanted to give Jesus an honorable burial and they were really risking their lives by going out to the tomb because they had been forbidden to go there. And maybe it's been a long time since you've heard the Easter story. And maybe you're tuning in today and your expectations are really low. Maybe you're discouraged. Maybe you're wondering where the hope of the world is. Let me take you back to this very familiar story. Luke chapter 24. We're going to read 12 verses here because this story is so important for us to catch today. It says, on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and they went to the tomb. They're on their way to the tomb. And when they got there, they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. And this is a big stone. This is a giant rock. This is impossible for a human being to really move it without the help of a lot of people. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. They were shocked. They were stunned. They were surprised. And while they were wondering about this, I can imagine they're sitting around looking at each other, wondering what's happened. And while they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. The thing just a minute, put that back on the screen. You're in, it's, it's dark. You're in a tomb. The body is gone. And suddenly angels appear. Wow. They are terrified. Can you imagine how, what, what they were feeling as they're standing there and angels suddenly appear in the tomb? In their fright, which I think is one of the greatest understatements in the entire Bible, in their fright, the women bowed down. That's what I would do. I'd fall on my face too. They bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead. What a powerful statement. He is not here. He has risen. And then he reminds them, he says, remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified and on the third day be raised again. And suddenly they remembered all that Jesus had told them. They remembered his words. And when they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the 11 and to all the others. In verse nine, this is important to remember. The first Easter message was given by women. A group of women go back to the other 12 disciples, the other disciples. And it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and he ran to the tomb and he bends over and he goes to the door and he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves and he went away wondering to himself what had just happened. I'll tell you what had just happened. The whole world was just changed because Christ died an actual death. 
Christ died. Christ went to the place of the dead and his body was powerfully resurrected. And this story that I've just read to you, the facts of this story, the reality of the story have literally changed the world. They've changed the way governments are run. They've changed the way we've taken care of the poor. This story has radically, supernaturally, powerfully changed the trajectory of human history. This is a bold claim that Christ went to the place of the dead, died a literal death and was resurrected. Let me tell you a couple of things about this story that has changed all of us. Because Christ came from the tomb, because Christ was resurrected, Jesus is with us in every human struggle. Jesus did not avoid the pain of the cross. Jesus did not avoid the isolation of his friends. Jesus at the cross, Jesus was isolated separated from his friends and was staring at death. He was in the very moment that we're living in right now. A lot of you feel isolated. You feel separated. And maybe you're having some fear about this coronavirus. Maybe you're worried about the long-term health of your family and friends. Maybe you have elderly parents that you're concerned about. I have good news for you this morning. On Easter Sunday, 2020, Jesus did not avoid human suffering. Jesus entered into our story. Jesus came and walked among us. Jesus didn't take an isolated view of the world. In fact, he entered into the darkness of our world. And at the cross, Jesus was isolated. He was separated from his friends. He was alone in a dark and scary world, staring at death. And then Christ went to the place of the dead. Christ died a literal death so that we could overcome all of the fears that we're facing right now. The greatest fear that most of us have is the fear of death, the fear of isolation, the fear of loneliness. And Jesus knows exactly what you're feeling right now. Jesus understands the human condition. Jesus didn't run from the human condition. Jesus ran into the human condition. So that this morning, as we're watching this on Easter Sunday, there is hope stirring in all of us that the Savior that we call Lord, Christ the Lord, knows exactly what we're feeling. And so when we come to him, when we sing to him, when we pray to him, we're not praying with a God who's unaware of our condition. We're praying to a God who's very aware, who's very concerned. Do you know that God is concerned about you right now? God sees you. He understands your tears. He understands your fears. He understands the condition of your heart and he's not running away from you. He's not waiting for you to get your act together before he comes near to you. In fact, God is accustomed to coming into messy homes. God is very accustomed to coming into messy places. God knows how to comfort the afflicted. He knows how to come among the people who are mourning and grieving. And we are grieving the loss of a lot of our daily lives right now. And Jesus wants to come into that place and be near to us right now. Because he lives, here's the second thing, because he lives, the worst thing is not The last thing, isn't that amazing good news? That is such good news. Because Christ is alive, the worst thing imaginable is never the last thing. Jesus has the last word in all of this. I wanna remind you of something I said a couple of weeks ago. God is not the cause of this virus, but he is the cure. God did not cause this calamity to come upon the earth. This is not the result of an angry God. This is the result of a broken humanity. This is the result of a broken world that we're living in. God is not the cause of this, but he is certainly the cure. Let me show this to you in Romans chapter eight. 
This passage of scripture has shaped the church for thousands of years. And I love this passage. I read this to myself often. And I found myself reading this passage of scripture over and over again in these last four or five weeks. Romans chapter eight, verse 10 says, if Christ is in you, if the hope of Christ is living in your life, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. In other words, if you've made a choice to invite Jesus into your life, if you've made the choice to make Jesus Lord of your life, if you've made the choice to welcome the Holy Spirit, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is indeed living inside of us, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. This is the great promise that we have right now, that the same Holy Spirit that was present in that tomb, the same Holy Spirit who came into the tomb. I want you to imagine Jesus, his body being taken into a borrowed tomb, a tomb that he didn't even own, someone else's tomb. And his body is laying there lifeless. And this is what we, what we remembered on our Good Friday service. Just a couple of days ago, we gathered here in this room and we remembered the cross we remembered the darkness. We remembered the finality of his death. We remembered how all the world suddenly became dark and suddenly the light broke through. The other night I was sitting out, you know, this week here in Colorado and around the world, the moon is full. During Holy Week, I think it's great that we're having a full moon uh, during the week of Holy Week. And a couple of nights ago, I was sitting out and uh, I was just thinking about Romans chapter eight, about the Holy Spirit. And there was a there was a, like a band of dark clouds had moved across the Colorado sky where I live. And I was sitting outside. It was a warm night. It's one of those rare warm nights that we have here in April in Colorado. And suddenly the dark cloud just moved out of the way and this beautiful majestic, powerful moon came from behind the cloud. And literally the place where I was sitting out in the back of my house just lit up with the moon. That's, that's the image of the resurrection. The world is shrouded in darkness. The world covered in darkness. And suddenly in the most unimaginable place of darkness, light burst forth, hope burst forth. That's the power of the resurrection. The light will never be overcome by the darkness. The darkness will always give way to the light. Maybe this morning you're watching and you're wondering where the light is. Where is all the hope? Where can I find a glimmer of hope? I have really good news for you. Christ is alive. Christ knows your suffering. Christ knows the place of your suffering. Christ knows uh, the dark place that you're living in. Christ understands isolation. Christ understands separation, but he also was resurrected and he overcame death, hell and the grave for us, for me, for you, for our families, for our community. And this is the moment where we can choose to believe in the hope of the resurrection. I have good news for you today that Jesus was not resurrected to turn bad people into good people. Jesus didn't go through the trouble of the resurrection just to help bad people behave better. And maybe you're wondering how you can approach such a holy God. Come just as you are. Come right where you are. Jesus wants you to come in the condition that you're in right now. In fact, he was resurrected not to bring bad people to good people. He was resurrected to bring dead people to life. And maybe you're feeling lifeless right now. Maybe you're feeling right now that your life is hopeless and without purpose. 
Jesus has come to bring dead people back to life. He has come to bring you black into out of darkness into his marvelous light. See, today, for those of us who believe Jesus, for those of us who are following Jesus, today is a great celebration. The reason we have such joy, the reason we have such hope, the reason we're so excited about this is because we have found ourselves immersed in the hope of the resurrection. We have found ourselves in the story of Jesus. We have found that Jesus has never left us. He's never abandoned us. Jesus is right here with us. For those of you who do not know Jesus this morning, today is a great invitation. Today is an invitation for you to surrender your lives to Christ. Something that happened in my life in August of 1988, a long time ago, I found myself in a place of great darkness. I found myself in a place of great despair. And I had grown up in the church. I'd heard the Easter story all my life. I'd heard about the cross. I'd heard about the empty tomb. But it never became real to me until August of 1988. I remember finding myself in a really hopeless place, a really dark place. I felt alone. I felt isolated and I knew that my life was headed to a place of death. And I remember on a Saturday night driving on the back roads of Louisiana, I stopped my truck on the, I I, I can see the spot in the road where I pulled over. I stopped my vehicle and I cried out to God, Father in heaven, if you're real, if you're alive, if you're present with me, if you see me in this dark place, would you come and rescue me? And in that moment, when I put my hope and my trust in him, my whole life changed. I remember the next morning getting up. uh, It was a Sunday morning and I I was living with my parents for a few weeks before I was going to get married. And I remember walking out of my bedroom and into the living room and my mom, who had been praying for me for years and years and years, she had been praying, crying out for my life. I walked into the kitchen and she said, what happened to you? Something physically had changed in my life. Something had happened on my face. My countenance had changed. And the reason that there was such a difference in my life is because I'd rediscovered hope. I'd found hope again in a dark world. And I'm giving you the same invitation this morning on this Easter Sunday, 2020. I'm giving you an opportunity to surrender your life, to confess that you need hope. You need health. You need healing. You need the hope of the resurrection. And you don't have to wait to get all your act together. You don't have to get your behavior together before you come to God. All you have to do is call upon the name of the Lord. Put your hope, put your faith, put your trust right now in the resurrected Christ and something miraculous is about to happen for you. I want to pray for you this morning. I'm going to ask right now that if you're watching this broadcast, if you're watching online, And you know right now you're ready to surrender your life to Christ. If you're ready to give yourself completely to Christ, I want to give you that opportunity right now. So I'm going to pray a very simple prayer. In fact, you're going to hear this prayer and you think that is way too simple. It's way too simple to pray that prayer. Listen, all you have to do is believe and put your hope and put your trust. And I believe a miracle is about to happen in your life. So if you're watching right now, I'm going to pray. And I want you to find yourself praying this prayer in your own words, confessing your need for Jesus. If you've been a believer in Christ for many, many years, can I just ask you right now to pray this prayer with me and let hope come back to you. Let the spirit that raised Christ from the dead come back into your house, into your apartment. I'm praying for the move of the Holy Spirit in your life too. So Father in heaven, all of us are sinners. All of us have found ourselves away from God. All of us have found ourselves separated from Christ. But Father, this morning I'm praying that we would confess our need for Jesus. I confess today, Christ is Lord of my life. Christ is the hope of my home. 
Christ is the hope of my city. And I call upon the name of the Lord right now to save my city. I call upon the name of the Lord right now to save my home. I call upon the name of the Lord to come near to me. If you're here today, would you just pray this prayer? Father in heaven, I give my life to you. I confess my need to you. I surrender my life to you. Jesus, be Lord of my life. Jesus, be near to me in this time of darkness. Come and be present with me. I confess that I've not always followed the Lord. I confess that I've not loved my neighbor as myself. But today, on Easter Sunday, 2020, I give everything to you. I surrender everything to you. I give my life completely to you. Come and fill us all with your Holy Spirit. Come and give us, give us everything that we need to follow you every day of our life. And we pray this now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And everyone watching online said a really loud, amen, amen. If you, if you prayed that prayer today, if this was the first time you found yourself praying and believing, we're gonna put a, a website right there. There's an email address we're gonna put at the bottom of the screen, prayer at newlifechurch.org. Send us your story. Tell us today that you prayed that prayer. Send it to us and that, that way we can respond back to you. If you need a Bible, we'll send you a Bible for free. When we're able to meet again, we're gonna have water baptism services here at New Life Church. And we would invite you to come be a part of that. We're gonna baptize you, give you a Bible. We're gonna walk with you. We're gonna be your family. We're gonna be friends to you and we're going to walk with you every step of the way. We're so glad you joined us for Easter Sunday 2020. We can't wait to see you very soon. And we're going to end our time singing this song. This song is being sung all over the world. And it's a song called Waymaker. And it talks about a God who is a waymaker, a miracle worker, a promise keeper, a light in the darkness. And I can't think of a better way to end this celebration with you than by lifting up our voices, calling upon God, singing about a God who is never left us and never forsaken us. If you're watching today, would you just stand up right now and let's end this time with a giant celebration. Let joy arise in our city. Let hope arise in our city as we lift our voices and sing today. Happy Easter. Let's sing our way out of the service this morning.
Amen. That is who he is. Friends, we're so glad that you've joined us today. Whatever platform you've been using, YouTube, Facebook, our website, or on TV. But don't let this end here. We invite you to stay connected. Follow along. Follow us on social media so that we can stay connected to you as well. And use that email address that Pastor Brady mentioned, prayer at newlifechurch.org. We'd love to talk with you. Maybe something was said or sung this morning that sparked a thought or a question, and you want to know more. Could this really be true? Friends, we would love to talk with you, to pray with you, to introduce you to the person whose life and death and resurrection has changed the course of human history. I wonder if you would, right where you are, begin to open up your hands one more time. We're going to pray a prayer that Jesus taught his followers to pray. It's a prayer that maybe you heard your grandma, your grandpa pray. Maybe it's a prayer that you heard going to church. So wherever you are, just pause for a moment, and we'll have the words on the screen for you. And let's pray together as children of God. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you, friends. Thank you for joining us on this Easter Sunday morning. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Go in peace in the love and grace of God. Friend, thank you so much for joining us for our Easter Sunday service today. Remember that after the 11 a.m. service, this service will be available across all of our platforms. So if you want to watch it again or share it with a friend that you think it would be encouraging to them, go ahead and do it. Also remember that if you need prayer for anything, we would love to pray for you today. Just email prayer at newlifechurch.org and we've got a team of people ready, willing, and able to pray for you. One last reminder, remember that we have Wednesday worship and prayer this Wednesday and every Wednesday for the foreseeable future, 6.30 p.m. across all of our streaming platforms. God bless you.